Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that flips through the pages of history to deliver old news in a new way. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're talking about the man whose name has become synonymous with the thesaurus, a scholarly jack-of-all-trades named Peter Marc Roger. The day was January 18th, 1779. English thesaurus author Peter Marc Roger was born in Soho, London. He grew up to be an accomplished physician and inventor, but is best remembered today for compiling an extensive dictionary of synonyms and antonyms called the Thesaurus of English Words and Phrases. Hailed as the first modern thesaurus, Roger's carefully organized collection of related words was first published in 1852. Since then, it's gone on to become one of the best-selling and most trusted reference books in the world, relied upon by students and scholars alike for nearly 250 years. For writers, a thesaurus is a helpful way to broaden their vocabulary and to add shades of meaning to their prose. But looking up different words to better say what you mean can help anyone communicate their ideas more effectively. And that's been the case for as long as humans have been putting pen to paper. Or chisel to tablet, quill to parchment, you know what I mean. Although Roger's Thesaurus is the most famous book of its kind, he didn't invent the concept. In fact, the first take on a thesaurus is believed to have been written in the late 1st or early 2nd century AD. It was the work of an ancient Greek scholar named Philo of Byblos, and it consisted of a lengthy list of words grouped according to their similar meanings. The term thesaurus is actually derived from an ancient Greek word for a storehouse of precious items, or treasure. Lovers of language would agree that's a fitting title for what's essentially a storehouse of words, but Philo of Byblos took a more straightforward route. He had written a book of synonyms, so he called it On Synonyms. 
It wasn't quite as poetic, but it was just as accurate. Unfortunately, no copies of On Synonyms have survived to the present day, so what little we know about it comes exclusively from references in other texts. As for the first surviving thesaurus, that would be the Amarakosha, a collection of Sanskrit words with similar meanings written by a 4th century Indian poet named Amarasena. His book wasn't your average stuffy thesaurus either. Instead of arranging words alphabetically, he divided them into three conceptual groups, words relating to the divine, to the earth, and to everyday life. Each section also contained original poems that included the related words. Those verses were meant to function as a kind of mnemonic device, making it easier for readers to remember each batch of synonyms. Philo of Byblos and Amara Sina were among the first to recognize the utility of a book that tracks the relationships between different words and phrases. But the first thesaurus to be widely used was the one compiled by Peter Mark Roger in the mid-19th century. Roger was born at Broad Street in Soho, London on January 18, 1779. He was the son of Reverend Jean Roger, a Swiss clergyman who had moved to England with his wife Catherine to serve as the minister of a local French church. By the time he was eight years old, Peter Roger had already taken an interest in list-making, which he supposedly found calming. At age 14, he enrolled in medical school at Edinburgh University in Scotland. He graduated in 1798 and soon found work at Dr. Thomas Beddoe's Pneumatic Institution, where he helped research the effects of nitrous oxide, or laughing gas, as an anesthetic. From there, Roger briefly practiced medicine in Bristol and Manchester, and then returned to London, where he resumed his practice, joined more than a dozen scientific societies, and began giving lectures on medical topics. Around that time, when he was about 26 years old, Roger developed a peculiar hobby that would later serve as the basis of his most famous work. In his free time, he began compiling a list of words, which he organized by meaning and grouped according to theme. As the years went by, Roger continued to grow his catalog of related words, but he never thought to publish it until decades later. Instead, he kept the list to himself, his own private tool for adding interest and clarity to his many articles and papers. Throughout his life, Peter Roger made a number of contributions to modern science, including a sand filtration system that was used to purify London's contaminated water supply. In 1814, he invented the log-log slide rule, a ruler-like device used to calculate the roots and exponents of numbers. A version of Roger's slide rule was used in schools and universities for decades, pretty much until the invention of the calculator. In 1824, Roger turned his attention to the field of optics after observing something remarkable through the Venetian blinds of his basement kitchen window. As the wheel of a moving carriage rolled from one blind to the next, he noticed that the image lingered on his eye for a split second after it had disappeared from view. He was the first to describe that optical illusion, now known as persistence of vision, and his calculations on the subject were used to make improvements to the kaleidoscope. Of course, persistence of vision is also what enables live-action filmmaking and projection to work. And while Roger didn't have movies in mind when he wrote his paper, his observations did contribute to the medium's development, albeit indirectly. 
In addition, Roger wrote influential papers on everything from natural theology to phenology, the study of seasonal biological events such as migrations and hibernation. He also contributed thousands of new entries to the Encyclopedia Britannica, and after being made a Fellow of the Royal Society, he served as its secretary from 1827 to 1848. By the time he stepped down from that position, he had already been retired from medicine for about eight years. He stayed plenty busy, however, by working on the project for which he's best known today. Using his personal list of synonyms and antonyms as a starting point, Roger assembled as many related words and phrases as he could, believing that a book of them would be just as useful to other scholars and writers as it had been to him. Borrowing from zoological classification, Roger organized his words under a thousand different concept headings, which were in turn divided into six broad categories. Abstract relations, space, matter, intellect, volition, and affections. The book's full original title was just as highbrow and wordy. It was called The Thesaurus of English Words and Phrases, classified and arranged so as to facilitate the expression of ideas and assist in literary composition. Despite that mouthful of a title, Roger's thesaurus quickly became the go-to source for synonym seekers. As the culmination of half a century of work, it was the most comprehensive thesaurus ever created to that point. It also differed from other similar books by retaining Roger's thematic arrangement, rather than just listing the words alphabetically although an alphabetical index was added at the last minute to make the book more accessible. For all those reasons, Roger's thesaurus sold briskly. In fact, by the time of the author's death on September 12, 1869, the book had already been revised and reprinted nearly 30 times. Roger's son carried on the revisions himself, and his family retained control of the copyright all the way until 1952. Since its initial publication, Roger's Thesaurus has never gone out of print, and today it remains a widely used literary tool, both in print and digital form. More than 40 million copies have been sold to date, and while the original edition featured about 15,000 words, the most recent contains just shy of half a million words. As a lifelong list maker, Peter Mark Roger would be proud to see just how much his list has grown. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, you can pass it along by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, 
It'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 